Welcome to everyone. Thanks for joining us for To The Mat, the Real Talk Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about wrestling and what's happening in the crazy world of wrestling. So come along and join us for this crazy ride. I'm your host, Leroy, and thank you so much for joining us this week, and thank you for joining us every week like you always do. Always do. And like always, thank you for the support that you give us and continue to give us. We really do appreciate it. Just trying to make the podcast the thing to listen to every Sunday. To start off your week with a fresh start and a fresh view. So hopefully you agree with us and join us for that. So... I did a lineup for the show on what I wanted to speak about in the middle of the week. And, of course, stuff happens in wrestling like it does everywhere. So, we had a little bit other stuff to add in here. Might cut some of the other stuff out. Don't know yet. But we shall see. We'll get to that when we get to that. But, I saw something last night that prompted me to talk about right away. And, listen, AEW has good wrestling. Don't get me wrong. They do. They really have nice wrestling. They have a lot of good wrestlers there that do a great job in, in, you know, what they do. Presenting it more as a wrestling than an entertainment show. And I really do appreciate that. I think that's one of their better things that they're good at. But some of the people there, and some of the matches they put on, just makes you scratch your head and wonder what the hell's going on. So, I know I'm always up on AEW more so than WWE because I feel like they've had, WWE's had a lot longer time in the game to figure out what's going on, speaking of the game, and now that he is in charge... I thought it would be kind of a change, and there is a change of sort. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's no change. There's a change of sort. There were some people brought back, and I'm pretty damn sure they're having buyer's remorse because we see more and more every week. We see um, Death Flow over there, or Hit Row, whatever the hell you want to call them. Or flop knot and flop dollar and uh, the Adonis and B Fab whatever the hell. I'm pretty sure they have a lot of buyers remorse on them, and I'm pretty sure they got one foot in and one foot out because every week it just gets worse and worse for them. This week we had the other one that they must have buyer remorse on. They actually allow them Y and Uncle Howdy to actually just completely destroy the other one, which I don't know why they don't have Byron Remorse on Bray Wyatt, because, God, where the hell is this going? Unless he's just going to be there to get rid of the people they have Byron's Remorse on. maybe, And then eventually when we whittle down to the bare minimum, when we get rid of all the ones that no one really wanted, maybe Bray Wyatt will be the next one, because... I'm still wondering where the hell this gimmick went. We've seen one match since this guy's been back, and that was horrible. But, before we get on to that, I will talk about what I saw last night. 
And it was a nightmare. What the hell? What in the hell was that thing? That gimmick-ass match that they had on Rampage. Granted, you're on the same channel as the, as the, as the NBA. And they're having their All-Star Weekend. Don't get me wrong, I know. And they had a gimmick match to kick off the All-Star Weekend. If they would have wore trunks with the basketball teams they like. Maybe even wore jerseys out. I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, alright. Whatever, they're wearing out jerseys, no problem. It's all co- cool. You know, I like jerseys. But good God. <laughs> what in the hell was that? They had to wrestle while holding a basketball... Making believe make believe shots, and God damn it! If WWE wants Kenny Omega, please take him and take the young schmucks with you, cause holy shit! First off, the whole dramatic win to the trio's title to get it back on them was completely and utterly ridiculous and stupid. I don't know why the hell they booked that. That's number one. Then we have people that you're paying just to be completely and utterly useless. Brandon Stupid Carter and his... Or Brandon Cutlet and his stupid spray cans. And then Naka 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 the hell off. Nakazawa and his baby oil down his trunks. Thank God he doesn't do that anymore. Take off his trunks under his trunk. That was another nightmare to watch. I can't believe they're taking these two clowns to still be there. Even... Not that I, I I don't really care for Don Callis, but I'm much better to see Don Callis hanging around than these two wax. Holy shit, was this a disaster. It completely turned me off of the whole entire show. I watched it. I saw the other matches. Not too bad. Swerve and Dustin. Pretty damn good match. But holy shit. That just completely tuned me out of the entire show. If you didn't lose a lot of viewers last night because of that disaster, I don't know what the hell it was. Holy shit, that was horrible. I did not want to see it. I didn't want to know nothing about it. I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to hear anything about it. Just leave that shit alone. Leave me alone from that shit. I don't want to know about it, man. That was complete and utter shit. I mean, maybe the network asked you to do it, but just because the network asked you to do it, you could have done it in a lot better way than that, Tony. Come on. <sighs> that was completely horrible. And the other mistakes that I'm about to talk about that they made. I even look past that, but I can't look past this shit. And the constant winning of Kenny and the stupid Bucks and their stupid overacting and their stupid looks... And they're just complete, utter shit. And I'm not going to say it's because of the high flying and the flippy flops, as some people say. Because I truly enjoy the Lucha Bros. I think they're amazing. I enjoy them. And they do the flippy flops, but they don't do all this stupidness. Yes, I understand Penta is a gimmick and Phoenix is a gimmick, true. But a gimmick in a different way. 
Not, oh, there's a basketball game. Let me run out with a basketball and throw it at each other type shit. Because, holy shit, that was horrible. And can we please just take the goddamn guns, the goddamn um, belts off of these guys? Holy shit, I know. The guns is in my back of my mind, too, because that's another disaster. Anyway, you were doing so good and gaining so much momentum, and then you just completely shitted on yourself. Wow. <laughs> Woo! These last couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong, the matches are pretty decent, other than the stupid gimmick shit. The matches are pretty good. But the outcomes... And then the next topic... The blading. Holy shit. Where the hell did they get these camera guys? Not to say I'm a professional camera guy... But holy shit. I've never seen that shit before. First we've seen John Moxley... Sit there... And I don't blame him for it. That's... More or less on the camera guy. Not him. Although I do not understand why every match he has to bleed, that's on him. Mostly, probably. So, I don't know about that aspect of it. Why he must bleed every freaking time he's in a match. That's pretty freaking weird and scary. So, that part, I don't understand. But, holy shit, the cameraman literally took a picture of him taking out the blade, cutting his head... And putting the damn thing under the apron. Why the hell would you do that? Why would you put a hard camera on somebody that's blading so blatantly? Wow. And then we had the other guy. Kenoshe Takesha. Like him a lot. The looks good. He's got the size, the height. The ability, granted, he probably never bladed that much before. He's young, so his blade job was a little messed up and needs work. It wasn't as blatantly out there as John Moxley's, I feel. You think I'm wrong? That's fine. I don't think it was as blatant in your face type, look, look at this shit I'm doing, I'm cutting my own head open type of shit. I mean, yes, we know there's blading. But that was freaking horrible. And for all the dumb shit and ridiculous entertainment crap that WWE does, I don't think I can ever remember them going straight on a person, blading themselves, and put it on national TV. Holy shit. And I know Trish Jarek on that. I don't fucking botch shit. I didn't make mistake. No. You do botch shit. And these guys really botch shit. And it should be on the cameramen, not the wrestlers. Well, with Takesha, that's more of a learning curve. He's new. It wasn't as blatant, but, you know, someone that's seen it before or kind of, I guess... Aware of what he's doing, in a way, even though we trying to we want to try to ignore it because we love wrestling, but that looked bad. <laughs> Somebody needs to work on him with that shit, or maybe until he learns it perfectly. If he's gonna do it again, maybe have him have the other person do it for him 
and put him in a match with somebody that knows how to do it a lot better. Maybe they could show him, go over it a little bit. But that shit and the other thing in AEW. Whoa. The acclaim dropping the belts. I understand. Yeah, you got a team out there that everybody loves and goes crazy for Sism Me Daddy and all that shit. I understand that. And you just take this heel group. First of all, they had they they're decent wrestlers, the guns. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But to take the belts off of them with all that momentum? Why? It's like completely why? Like and it's not like a team we saw beat a bunch of people and they're like, oh my god, they got better. They got they gotta win the belts. Oh my god, they're a real challenge for the claim. First off, they did underhanded shit to get the belt in the first place. Or the belts. So that completely ruined their fucking momentum if they had any. Even if you let them win several matches against some pretty decent people they could face, then then they beat the claim, then you could be like, okay, yeah, they had to use something so it saves the momentum that the claim has going for them. It saves them that. Because in part, you know, they can say, well, you know, he had to use the belt to beat him, so blah, blah, blah. But they should have been featured more. We haven't seen the guns other than coming out and doing stupid shit. Comedy shit. That daddy used to do over in WWE there. I don't work for one company. I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> um, But man, that was... That was horrible. Oof. Really, really bad. Those things... Just set their asses back so much. And if you look at it, they were so much. I don't give a shit if somebody calls him like that bitch, Seth freaking, Seth freaking idiot Rollins says, I don't need damn cancer. First off, like I said the last time, you ripped off the Riddler and you have a whiny fucking voice that just makes people want to choke you. So, your gimmick fucking sucks. You suck. You've injured people and everything. But, you know, other people, other cancers. Anyway. Before I go on a tangent about that again. When CM Punk was there. He had big numbers. Of course, you're not going to have as big a numbers as you did before. And, to answer Eric Bitch off. Oh, he hasn't pulled numbers like they did back when I was in wrestling. Of course they didn't, because guess what? There's a thing called the fucking internet. There's a thing called YouTube, where people are replaying this shit and telling everybody before it happens. And they didn't have the DVRs and all this other shit. So yeah, people watch your shit live. Of course you had way better numbers live. If you didn't, it would be pretty fucking sad. So stop harping on stupid shit and try to make yourself sound like you're some fucking wonderful wrestling producer and booker when you apparently was not. Because WWE dropped your ass as quick as they could too. So, 
of course, the numbers dropped. CM Punk banged the numbers up. Of course, when he came out first, you're going to get a huge spike in numbers. Yeah, it went down. It it expected it to go down. But guess what? He kept asses in the seats. He kept people looking at this shit. I didn't even see ridiculous ass shit from the idiots that couldn't manage a target in the immortal words of CM Punk. Supposedly he's going to be back. At least that's what we're hearing. I truly hope so. And then we could show all the naysayers like Seth Rollins and Eric Bitch Off. And all those people, you could show them the big middle finger because they were fucking wrong. Because this shit is just getting horrible. I mean, there's a lot of good, honest, damn good wrestlers out there that could do a great job. And really bring that wrestling to it. Like Swerve and Dustin was a beautiful match. Perfect. Loved it. The aftermath, a little... I mean, yes, you had to bring Keith Lee back. That was a good way of bringing Keith Lee back. Cause, but the whole Cinderblock shit and another nightmare. Parker Badru, Badru, whatever the hell his name is. Holy shit. Stop overreacting every fucking movement you do, dude. I wonder when he's in the shower take or he goes into the bathroom and takes a shit. Does he fucking rumble and vibrate over every fucking plop in the toilet bowl? Like, holy shit, dude. Can you do something without over fucking reacting? I punch one punch. Holy freak, man, dude. What is the point of you? This is why WWE got rid of your ass, probably. And then AEW picked you up? Shit. And I was excited when they picked you up, because I was like, dude, he do look like the next Brock Lesnar. Not as jacked as Brock, but he's a big dude that got that monstrous look. But stop overplaying the shit. Play that shit straight up. Stop it, man. It just looks fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. Makes you want to cry. Not to say the other show wasn't doing much better either, but. Like. At least with AEW, you get some new shit. I mean, yes, they did have the Acclaim. I mean, I mean not the Acclaim. The Elite, or whatever the shit they want to call themselves this week. And Top Flight with AR Fox. AR Fox is a pretty decent dude. He got, he got, you know, he got a lot of game up in there, but anyway. We just had that last week. They had that. At least AEW's not playing this shit. Although the gauntlet matches to get to wrestle somebody is fucking ridiculous. And this, I'm facing a person that has the title to see if I actually get a shot at the title. Shit, gotta go. Just have a fucking match. Please. Just have a match. Call it a damn match. Go with it. Okay? Stop with it. Oh, I had to wrestle this person and that person so I could wrestle him. Or I had to show that I could beat you so I could get a title shot. Ah. Stop it with that, please. Stop. Just have freaking matches. You have really good matches with a lot of great wrestlers there. Jay Briscoe. Jay Lethal. The Jays. Danielson. Um, Dustin. I mean, he can't get much out of him anymore. He's kind of an old dude there. Darby even. Um, Ricky Starks. Powerhouse Hobbs. 
and granted, Brian Cage is not like a top elite wrestler, but holy shit, the dude is jacked as shit, and he loses every freaking week. He's a monster. Make him a goddamn monster. At least he's not a monster that throws a punch and vibrates and screams at every fucking punch he throws. Like Parker. Shit, man. Can you get that shit straight? Wow. And then the shit with dropping the belts to, clean, to um the guns. Like I said, they're decent wrestlers. But holy shit, why do you got to do that right away? That shit's horrible. And then we got the other wrestling. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Mad Cat Moss. The Mad Mosquito Moss. Why the hell he's facing Gunther, I do not know. Gunther is like 150 times the wrestler this guy is. He's decent. Not saying he's the most horrible wrestler. His gimmick sucks ass. Now they got him with this random girl for no goddamn reason. But holy shit, you're facing Gunter. Can we put a real wrestler against Gunter? I understand Bobby is facing um what you call it? Uh Brock. Shit, I just said his name earlier and I forgot it right away. I understand Bobby's facing Brock. Don't get me wrong. That is cool. I would rather see him face Gunter, but, you know. But, uh, boy, that shit's bad. I don't know. Both shows are completely and utterly deflating themselves. And holy shit. More of this fucking bloodline story. Shit on a freaking shingle. Why? Can we get over it, move on with this shit, and move on to something else? If it's not the the story that's been going on for 10 million years of the bloodline, then we had the story of Cody Rose fighting through everything to become the triumphant man for his dad. With his sexy little lisp. I'm sorry, I can't take the dude serious or think of him as a freaking um, threat. With the way he talks, holy shit. But although, I give WWE credit because they don't have fucking, um, Brandy Rhodes there. Holy shit, that was another nightmare there. Wow. Her cooking show is okay. That was better than her actually being on their wrestling show and doing stuff. At least you got to see the wrestlers and what they like to eat and do when they hang out and shit. But even Arn Anderson was really cool on that show. On the cooking show. That was something I actually missed. Of her being there. But. Her promos and her wrestling. Holy shit. And she's supposedly training the debut in WWE. Good God. I would hope and imagine that. Someone at WWE was watching AEW. Even though they said they don't. Pretty sure they do. And holy shit, didn't they see that horrible-ass wrestling from that chick? Oh my god. Horrible. See, if you could just combine the two wrestlings, or just combine the ideas, and like, 
AEW doesn't see certain angles through. They have angles that are so goddamn fast. If you turn or blink your eyes, they're done. And then you have AEW that drags these angles on for years and years and years. Until you're so sick of seeing the same shit over and over again. If they could just find a happy medium between the two companies. That would be fucking great. Holy shit, that would make it great. I am shitting on wrestling this week. Aren't I? I am. But if you happen, I just want to mention this real quick. If you happen to watch Impact Wrestling, if you don't know where I'm going with this, they had a classic old, um, old school flash to the past guy come out there. They actually had Barry Horowitz wrestle, which was freaking cool as shit. I completely forgot about that dude, and I pat I pat myself on the back watching it. He was pretty good. He looked pretty good for his age. There, Barry. It was really cool to see him though come out like that. I like that. So, I give it to Impact. Impact got a lot of good wrestlers too. There, man. They got a lot of gimmick shit that just makes you want to scratch your head. But they got a lot of decent wrestlers there that people should start taking a look at. And really, you have Rick Swan who is kicked out. Of WWE because he had a disagreement with his wife, but geez, uh, the Usos they could drive drunk and kill somebody, they'll still have them back. Pretty sure that's why they didn't go to Canada this week. Oh, just sit at home and watch from the walrus Paul Heyman. Yes, because he can't, he can't leave the country, stupid. We're not dumb. So, big ups to that. And now, since we're on the old WWE. Kick them while they're down. Kick. Hit. That. Holy shit. I'm guessing he's supposed to be a journalist. Ariel Hawani? He's an annoying little whiny bastard too. But holy shit. Are you a corporate kiss ass or what? How much did WWE pay you to sit in the crowd with your stupid microphone and talk to people in Canada? I'd like to know. Because you're a fucking kip, corporate kiss-ass if there ever was one. <sighs> this is a piece of shit in a suit. Like most people out there. <laughs> wow. Ariel Hawani. Let me just go kiss that corporate ass and make that money, honey. Because I'm going to be one side of this shit and try to hold a sh- hold host a show and say I'm not. Boy, damn, you fucked that one up. But anyway, and I don't give a shit if you don't like me, Harry Ohawani. You probably don't know who the hell I am, and I could give you the way. But eventually, you will know who I am. That's for sure. So, before we do our closing words, I'd like to take a minute. And this is getting a sad part of the show, because it feels like the last few weeks, we've been doing it every freaking week. Jerry Jarrett, man. I'd like to give him and his family... Our deepest condolences. If you grew up watching wrestling, it wouldn't be the way it was without him. Jerry Jarrett passed away, the father of Jeff Jarrett. So our condolences go out to Jeff and his family and his, the grandchildren and all. And uh, we just keep losing more and more each week, man. I mean, the whole stuff with Jay, uh, with Jay, I mean with um 
Mark was. It, it was just such a shock to your system because he's so young and stuff. And then the week before, now this, man. Hopefully next week we're not doing this aspect or part of the show next week. And we have a nice quiet week where we could just talk about wrestling and say how we're disgusted with it. And how they can make it better if they just listen to the damn fans. Which which makes me laugh because Eric Bischoff and a bunch of these other Eric Bischoff and a bunch of these other assholes are all sitting there going, "Wow, well, the fans don't know." That. Guess what? The fans are the ones that give you a reason to be relevant. Because if they didn't watch your sorry ass, you wouldn't be relevant. Just remember that. That goes for all these, like Ariel Hawani and Al Snow and all those people, yes. If it wasn't for the fans, you wouldn't even be relevant. You'd probably be working someplace, just doing nothing. Okay? So remember that, okay, next time? Sunshine? So, like I said just before, sorry I went on that little rant, but what we're saying our condolences to Jarrett family. But, yes. Sorry to see Mr. Jerry Jarrett go. That's a nice... Memories you have given us, and thank you so much for all those. So, our call of action. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us where you find all your favorite podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Google Pod, and other platforms. I'm your host, Leroy, and thank you so much for listening and tuning in and joining us this week. And like always, have a great, great week. You'll hear it again if you listen to the other show. Or if you don't, at least I told you here. Have a great, great week. Have a great, productive week. And remember to catch us next Sunday. Not a particular time, but we will be on before the day ends. Okay? Thank you so much. Like I said, we appreciate you. Thank you. Bye.